everybody. We finished series three, but before we start series four, there's just a small matter of Christmas. This is part one of our two-part Christmas special where we'll be discussing the Lovejoy Christmas special, The Prague Sun. Let's get on with the show. and won't get us sued because it's out of copyright and if, you're li- and if you're listening to this it is Christmas for you nearly Christmas it it's is. like a week till Christmas or whenever we put it out like that. To it. happy so, Christmas so, everybody yeah, Merry Christmas. Woo! I so, hope you get everything that you wanted yeah Santa. well I want Ian McShane but he lives in like Santa Monica so <laughs> that's going to be a bit hard we won't get everything we want everything yeah. should we introduce ourselves yes, yes. Uh, I'm Em I'm uh, Paul I'm Helen and this is Lovejoy, actually, if you haven't sussed that one. What episode are we on? How many have we done of these? Loads of them. But this, this is like going to be 30... 30 something like that, yeah. It's pretty good. 30 we, something. We are now halfway through because we're on the Christmas special of season series, sorry, M. Series, oh, series three. And, well, and in some, it depends where you look, because in some listings, and in fact, on our Lovejoy The Complete Collection DVD, it's part of series four. Oh, yeah. Not, because not, it was showing because, off. because it was aired just before season four started yes. on TV. And whereas it was... Like an the, amuse-bouche. A season four amuse-bouche yeah. to get you back into the Lovejoy spirit. Yeah. Although it was a bit dark. Uh, there was a lot of peril in this episode. Yeah. There was a lot of peril. Have we said what it's called? So this is called Prague Sun. And it's actually by uh, Ian Lafrenet and the other lad who always wrote them. <laughs> the other lad the who other always, lad always wrote, wrote them. them. Um, uh, Clement. Dick Clement. Oh, there you Dick go. Clement and Ian Lafrenet. Because I, well, I'll come to it later. There are some slight echoes of other things they've written. Yes, yeah. I think so. It's, it was um, it was very festive as well. I like the fact that it was a Christmas special and it had the Christmas theme. You know, sometimes you watch a Christmas special and the, all it means is it's on at Christmas and it's maybe a bit longer. Oh, so the, the but it's not old, festive. The age-old debate: die-hard Christmas film or not Christmas? Well, film? yes, because it's got Christmas in it. Yeah, but does that make it a Christmas film though? Is Gremlins a Christmas film? Yeah, Gremlins yeah. is a Christmas film. Then I don't think if Gremlins is, then Die Hard is. I think if Gremlins is. See, I think Die Hard is, but apparently this is a thing of debate. Oh. I think it is a thing of debate because I suppose it's not got those festive themes in the same way that this Lovejoy Christmas special had Christmas in it but it's not about anything particularly Christmassy it's got the odd sort of oh I suppose the, the antiques are not Christmas yeah, related yeah. I suppose I mean Prague is fairly Christmassy it is they're Jesus related wasn't um, the yeah, King Wenceslas from he was Prague. and they were in Wenceslas Square at mm. one point so uh, you've been to Prague haven't you I've been yes. to Prague yes Em have you been to Prague or have you I've been, been to, to Birmingham <laughs> <laughs> 
Campanile in disappointing lack of canals. They've got a river and a couple of clock towers. What more do you need? So, you know, but but no Campanile. So, no, Em's been to... Uh, I thought you were going to pick somewhere else. Like, no, but I've been to Sheffield. Oh, I should have done that. would have been funnier. I haven't been to Prague, but I've been to Sheffield. Yeah, somewhere mm. with a... I don't know. Someone with domes, I was going to say. Brighton. Brighton. Brighton Pavilion. Um, so the, the summary on... So, which we which is a great website that Polly found, Lovejoy episode, called epguides.com. Yeah, it's good, is epguides.com. And if you go to Lovejoy, it's got a fairly long summary, but it's quite... Because we don't have the usual UK TV play summary. Yeah. Because this episode is not on UK TV play. We had to buy the DVD specially of Lovejoy, the complete collection, <laughs> yeah. which, which was such a hardship, we didn't want to have such a... As we're, as we're in so our, upset. our third series, yeah. we thought maybe we should probably well, we did buy, buy the DVD. We did, but we bought the, we bought the first yeah. two yeah, series. Did, so we did, Because yeah. I had series one, one of you had series two. Yeah. So it's not completely... So, uh, you know. Basically, the rough thing that happens in this, so this is the Christmas special 1992, so 26th of December 92, it was broadcast, and um, Lovejoy takes a trip to Prague, accompanied by Eric, in order to sort out a mystery. Mm. Jane has gone on holiday to Austria with some friends, but soon ends up with him. Meanwhile, Tinker has been left at home to wrap the Christmas presents. <laughs> oh, poor Tinker. Poor Lord Tinker. But how do we get to Prague? Well, as we start on an airfield, with an old man being driven there in a taxi, looking wistful as he steps onto the airfield... Um, so we open with a sad man on an airfield. Why and how he was just on an airfield? Because it wasn't, it wasn't oh, yeah. like he was he on the airfield. Land. No, it wasn't like he landed <laughs> yeah, and got off. In just, my head, even though I just watched like it, a it was he landed on the airfield. Like, like a Gatwick and he's sort of just ambling down the runway at Gatwick or Luton. Uh, right. I'm, I'm assuming it was the airfield where he was based when he was it must in been. war. Because it looked like it was out of use, didn't it? it was. Yeah. Well, presumably if you can drive your car down there, it's out of use. And who was the old man? It was Peter Vaughan. It was yes. Peter Vaughan. Who was spotted. the entire way through, I couldn't remember what he was called, and then I looked it up afterwards. We were just like, it's that man out of porridge. It's that <laughs> man out was. of porridge. And, and he was. But yes, so he was fantastic. Is so he's remembering the war, and we have lots of like these kind of flashbacks, don't we, throughout the episode? We always have flashbacks when it involves the war, because we yeah. have that in yeah. Angel yeah. Trousers. And they're sort of sepia. They're not exactly sepia, but you know what I mean. They're very. You can like, tell it's a flashback. You can tell it's a flashback. Cause, it's cause like a bit see, fuzzy. It was. It was. We only had. It was only black and white in those days. Yeah. So nothing, <laughs> nothing was coloured in. <laughs> no. They didn't have to colour in yet. And um, so he remembers the. He, so he has a flashback to him and some of his friends in the war, and they've got some. They've got some diamonds. Like you that's do. all we know. Yeah. That's yes. all we know. Diamonds, something to do with the war. Yeah. Something to do with diamonds. As Em wrote, the war diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> we don't normally write our notes when we're all together. No, no, so normally true. I can kind of hide them. I so can't see, see what ridiculous insight into your brain. Yeah, so we watch this and all, it's quite scary. Because we actually watched this episode all together, which we haven't done for a while because of the DVD situation. It was easier. And, and also, it was quite a nice experience. And then we got to have mince pies. And we have mince pies and pies. Christmas tree shaped crisps. crisps. I'm drinking a cup of coffee because I'm. I've got a cold, which is very Christmassy. <laughs> I always Christmas have a cold over the holidays. I'm having a fake G&T. Cheers. I'm joining you. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, I got distracted by drinking my fake that's, gin. That's right. The War Diamonds, now yeah. it's Christmas. Yes, because yes. they... So Jane and Lovejoy are doing Christmassy things as Lady of the Manor. Jane has to... Uh, Oh yes, Christmas Eve delivering Christmas trees, is she or something? It was a lovely opening. He's basically mocking her. He's mocking the concept of Boxing Day, isn't it? And the person yeah. sort of patronising in the the kind of traditional sense of the word the other the, the other people in the house, the, the yeah. servants, yeah, are doling out presents. But it turns out what she's actually doing is uh, donating a load of presents to the local children's hospital, which I always find because hang on, 
it's kind of that implication that they're all orphans. They're presumably not. They're just yeah. kids that happen to be in hospital. I think these will they're look like they're in extra hospital. Extra presence. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> miserable. Being in hospital. Yeah, you, you're a kid. You're in hospital at Christmas. It's a bit miserable. We'll have some extra presents. Presumably, their family aren't giving them. They're not going. Well, we're not going to bother with little Johnny no. this year because he's had he's his appendix hospital. out. He can fuck off. <laughs> he's getting looked after. We don't have to do it. But extremely predictably, Lady Jane wants a favour from Lovejoy. I mean. Not, that's not the beginning of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does, at least it doesn't involve somebody she was at school with this who's time, fallen on hard times. Or, or an elderly widow. Or I was like expecting it to be that, and it wasn't. And anyone who's playing Lovejoy Bingo, they're going to be really disappointed Yeah, because in this it's a, episode. Because it's the Christmas episode, it's actually that she wants Lovejoy to be Santa. <laughs> His hair doesn't really... I don't know if anyone's seen American Horror Story where Ian McShane is a Santa. Please don't watch it. I haven't. I'm I really to watch want it to watch it. I watched it. I didn't even watch it properly. I watched the beginning of it for because I felt it was important as a piece of kind of Ian McShaneness that I should do this. McShanery. <laughs> McShanery that I should keep up with. <laughs> By the time I found myself reading a blog post about bloody Morris Miners because of Miriam. Anyway, and yeah, it's just really frightening. He's, oh, he's really but I like frightening things. I think I'd like it. Well, you can report back if you watch it, but... If I watch it and I can still talk. Mm. <laughs> I haven't had, like... Also, work. I don't know if this is because we were watching it on your telly, but I felt like it was filmed on actual real film. Like film film that you use for films. I don't know what that's Film called. film that you <laughs> well, I think use in these days it would have been. Like, yeah. not the Everything film that you been... use for in, like, for a TV programme. Oh, was it different? I don't know. It just looked more... My TV is quite... It is, a, it is a very good TV. It's so that might just be something to do with the TV, I yeah. don't know. I wish I, I, wish I knew that. <laughs> I will, I'll do maybe, some maybe research. One of our, maybe one of our uh, Twitter, Twitter arty is a, might know. Uh, knows about film. Yeah. Because that's true. I think you're right, isn't it? Cinema film is different, isn't it? A different different width or whatever different size. yeah because this was like Frame feature thing. length this one this was yes. 90 minutes so yes. buckle in might yeah. be here for a yeah, while yeah. <laughs> buckle in we got a lot of notes we got a lot of a lot of notes how many pages of notes have I got I'm never even going to count um, so, then we get, so then we go back to so again at the minute we've got these sort of parallel things we've got the Lovejoy and Lady Jane doing Christmassy things and then we've got this old guy in a taxi and we don't know anything about who he is at this point so we go back to the taxi driver driving the old man round a new estate and saying, oh, this is all new, you won't remember this. So that's all. There's that's another, all. Is there another flashback here? Yes, there is, isn't there? Um, Where he sees yes, the woman yeah. in the house. I think that's later on, actually. But yeah, he does have another flashback. But before, I think actually before we get to that, we, we go to an auction. Oh, yes. It does feel Dottie. a bit like they've sort of just ram, rammed it in. Although I guess it allows us to meet Dottie. Mm. Yeah, so they get Dottie. There's, there's Dottie is there, who's another dealer, but not a very effective one, by all means. You know, well, there was a lovely line in it where she said, I just buy things I like. And yeah. Lovejoy said, well, nothing wrong with that. And I got the feeling, actually, he was fairly sincere because yeah. there is this idea of he isn't in it for greed. Yeah. yeah. And I quite like that as an idea yeah. of, well, actually, there's nothing wrong with buying what you like. What did she bought? A box of gloves of 200 quid. Yeah. yeah. And the only slight issue was that she bought things she liked and then she didn't want to sell them because she liked them. <laughs> so therefore, she... <laughs> I mean, she, that's ineffective. She, she that was not, she the, might best, the, wrong not the best dealer. <laughs> but she was very lovely. So they, they asked Dottie to... Basically, they don't... They, they want to bid on something. They don't want another dealer to see that they're bidding on it because it will flag up that it's worth something. So they asked Dottie to bid on it for oh, them. Yes, of course. Um, that seemed they... a little bit underhand. Get the old lady to bid yeah. for you. But that, I think that I think that you're right. The point in that scene isn't really about anything that's actually in that scene. It's more like a way to meet 
dotty. And, and tell you quite a lot about her character in the mm. space of a couple of minutes, yeah. really. Mm. She's very likeable, very genuine, very open book. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the taxi driver, the taxi takes the old man to a like a big house. And that's where he has the other flashback. Oh, yes, because he's trying to find... And at this point, I thought that most of this episode was going to be a, a kind of nostalgic love story or yeah. a sad love story. And it, it wasn't really. That was just sort no. of the means of getting into it in the first place. Although I did like this kind of slightly snooty woman who answers the door. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, the Bainbridges used to live here. And she's like, no, the Garrett's. Yeah, and they wrote an awful book about their about living in the south of France. <laughs> yeah. and this isn't this this is the year that a year in Provence came out. I oh, think probably. It, I think it must be, and I bet everyone was buying each other for Christmas. Yes, <laughs> I found this actually was very very contemporary. So many there were yeah. so many references that, that dated it so specifically. Yeah. Like if we didn't know when it was written, we could have worked yeah, it out. Yeah, you could have it out. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like a time machine. And it was really. It was yeah. great. So he, cause he goes to this house where he has the flashbacks about going to that same house and see, meeting a young lady. So you imagine it's like a love interest. But again, we don't know much more than that. We do find out, because that's the first time we hear him speak, is when he talks to the lady and says, you know, who the Bainbridges used to live here. And um, so we were like, you find out that he's, well, not not English. And at this point, you don't know exactly where he's from. Which is disconcerting because it's Peter Vaughan. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. Un- I was not expecting. Even it. weirder when we get to Donald Pleasant. Isn't it Donald Pleasant's in The Great Escape? I can see the pit. Yeah, I can see. I can see perfectly. They yeah. take the piss out of that on Radio Four a lot. <laughs> then what happens? So oh, then, 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 then they go to Dot. So basically, we, we go back to Dotty. So basically, Lovejoy and oh, Dotty yes. are at Dotty's like shop Marek finds her very quickly and doesn't really sort of glosses over her yeah mm. and then we exactly so then the old man turns up at the shop we find out his name is Marek and that he's Czech and that Dottie knows him she's very shocked to see him so then we kind of yeah like you say we gather Dottie is the love interest and yeah he's found her very quickly we never quite found <laughs> yeah. out I guess maybe if he chats a bit more to the lady and he says the name of the person and she knows that oh because obviously her name is written on the shop, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah she owns that shop." True, that's I mean, true. it's kind, of, but yes, that is very much like he just finds her. But I guess she, also she hasn't gone very far. Yeah, and Marek's being stalked by some bad guy, and he's the ultimate yes. bad guy. He was very Bond villain. I feel like he was somebody, but I didn't look it up, <laughs> so we'll I never know. know. But he was very, he was very. Oh, they were all very Bond villain, and it actually this dated it to me. It's that communist. The communist villain. Yeah. Who were just... they All yeah. villains were communist at this time. <laughs> yes, they were. Do we actually know the name of that character? Because uh, the, the I just called him in my notes Creepy Man. I called him Creepy Man. Oh, I said bad guy. I think it might be... Commie bad guy. Just going by the, the, the cast list Comi here. Commie bad guy. He might have been guy. called Franz, and if so, it was Brian McGrath. Hey, what's his oh. name? What's his name? Isabel as well, I mm. can't remember. Don't know, but I think it probably was Brian McGrath looking at the list. Well... I'll look it up. Yeah. So, that'll, be a, that'll be a treat for you, does Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> then so, we go to Felsham Hall, and there's a really good, long tracking shot where Lovejoy and Jane are talking and walking through the building. Yeah. It's really good. I was like, God, you can tell that they're like sta- trained stage actors, because otherwise you'd have to keep stopping and retaking the scene. And they just do the whole thing. They walk all the way through... The camera goes with them. I, we've not seen any camera work like that, I don't think. It was it was really good. And the director of this episode was Jeffrey Sachs. 
That's not a name that's familiar. I know. So I feel like I'd remember Sax. That's quite a cool name, isn't it? Um, I'm just, I don't think he signed any others. Not for a while, anyway. I'm just scrolling back through. Not for a while. Um, But yeah, and what I love about this as well, you can tell it's Christmas because Jane's making a wreath and they're like discussing what their plans for lunch and they're having a drink. Like they're having booze. Yeah. Pre lunch booze. Oh, yeah, not even the middle of the day. Yeah, like it's not yet lunch because they're discussing what they're going to do for lunch. I love it. It's like it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Have your boo. Have your pre-lunch booze. Excellent. <laughs> but Jane's going off for lunch with her sister, and she reveals that she's been invited skiing for Christmas with her sister and brother-in-law. And Lovejoy gets all upset because yeah, he like, was hoping oh. to spend Christmas with Jane. Oh, I thought we were having Christmas again. There was a lovely, a lovely comment that did make me laugh. He made this brilliant, flippant comment, basically saying, "Oh, if you know, if you want a meaningless rebound relationship, you should have it with me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said. It was something along those lines. Yeah, if you want an impulsive, meaningless that relationship, it. it should be with me. <laughs> that was it. Oh, I love yeah. him. Because he, he does get very proprietorial. He's like, "But you were going to spend it with me," and he's very petulant. He's quite sort of. You know, almost like a teenager. Like, yeah. oh, I can't believe you're going to go off with them instead of me. And and being because uh, it's some guy called John, right? And he's Johnny like, oh. Brinton Taylor. <laughs> Jono, Jono. Yeah, he's like, oh. yeah. He's a bit. He's, he's not happy, is he? But also, what I thought about this point was actually the way he also seemed like he was a bit drunk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When he was sort of, he was like getting really riled up about it. But... See, I was too busy watching it, just thinking, I'll spend Christmas with you. It's going to be fine. Oh, I think I think the little bit of pre-lunch booze because obviously on a probably presumably fairly empty summer could have gone to his head a bit. Yeah, um, and he was letting his true feelings. I mean, that's, that's his excuse, and he's sticking yeah. to it. Literally so, at this point, I wrote, "Was this written by Lafrenet?" Oh. So I don't know whether it was that that good line or something. Yeah, there were a lot like, of very Lafrenet yeah. kind of lines. It was mm. great. It was great. And then we get. Then Lovejoy finds Eric this tearing was down so posters for the, hot, for, for the tramps. hot tramps, which oh, is a sexy Eric. band, which is the, the best kind of tramp. <laughs> yes, a hot tramp. You want a hot like cold, tramp. Or, or cold like a tepid tramp. tramp. No, you want your tramp hot. <laughs> That's the name of the band. <laughs> We're the tepid tramp. They, they could be the, uh, the tepid hobos. The tribute band. The tepid tramps. <laughs> the tepid hobos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yes, because he's been helping the drummer out in the band. Well, I think helping him out in the band. Well, Wendy. He's Wendy been acting with tattoos. He's been acting as a bit of a roadie and thinking that he'll get something out of it or whatever. Oh, did he? Had he got something I felt like they were actually in a relationship. Mm. So he was like, you know, basically, they were sort of seeing each other and he was like driving around to all their gigs and everything and then she dumped him. And he put up all these posters for her again because he was like a devoted boyfriend, and then she'd fucked off. So excuse me, so she'd she'd uh, left him. <laughs> you don't have so, to. Um, <laughs> you're trying to be a bit polite on this. I don't podcast. know. I just felt it was a bit like gratuitous, very nice. Oh, fucked off. Um, so, oh, so, so he's tearing down all the posters, yeah. And then Love Joy makes a comment on the lines of, "Oh, you, I've been let down by a lady, and you've been let down by a tramp." Or something. <laughs> so they're both in the same boat. The, yeah. the people I've that lost they lost a lady, you've lost a tramp. That's yeah. it. Yeah. The people it. that they wanted to spend Christmas with, it's just not worked out well, has oh. it? And then, and then there is something else that like um, dates it. Oh yes, because they they go to the pub. So um, Love Joy, I can think, and they're talking about like. Um, the fact that, oh, how things have changed now that the pub is open all day. And, oh, don't... I actually hate it when you go to the country and there's a pub that shuts at, like, 
two in the afternoon and then doesn't open till six. Two or three and then opens. My my pub, you know, I grew up in a pub. Mm. My dad's pub used to shut at three in the afternoon. It would open again at, yeah, six or six thirty. That's the bit where I want to be drinking. Because it was a licensing act in 1988. Just looked it up. But I think it came into force until a couple of years later. Like it would have still been quite new. This was 92. Yeah. So previously, pubs were not generally allowed to open from three till six thirty. Yeah. Oh, it was the law. So it would have been six thirty. Yeah. It was then. the law. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, what I remember. I remember law. that. Like, I remember that. I mean, obviously, I wasn't going I to pubs that. that that regularly. But like, my mum used to work in pubs at this point, and the local like social club, that, which I did <laughs> frequent, was was a licensed premises, and so yeah, it used to just shut, and you had to just get out, and then you could stay in there all day, and it was great. But, but, but Tink's Tink, not impressed. Tink's not impressed. He likes the rhythm. He obviously said, like, it was more of a challenge when you, like, <laughs> and you had a limited amount of time to drink in. But there was something a bit sad about that because it kind of implied that he used to have more of a handle on his drinking. Because we've talked about this before about is Tinker funny or is it slipping over yeah, into the so next. Like, I've told you about, I've been to see Shane McGowan a few times. I'm really, really into the Pogues. And there was one year that I went and it had. It had slipped over from being, oh, that Shane McGowan, how the heck is he still alive? He's got no teeth and he's always hammered, to just being really sad yeah, because yeah. he could not stand up straight. And actually, it was like the best session of Irish music I've ever watched, but it wasn't a Pogues concert because he hardly took part. Oh, it's so sad. So they're in the pub, but this is where we find out for sure. I mean, because I actually thought at this point, oh, the, the old guy, Marek, might be Polish or something, you know. And this is where we find out that he's Czech. Mm-hmm. And he, which obviously again makes sense, Prague son, and that you know he met Dottie in the war. They were engaged in 1942, and they've both been married since. But now they're basically kind of like re-engaged. Oh, and it's very sweet. It's it so sweet. It gives hope for us all, listener. That's. I mean, I don't know what that and means. And then there's a very sad kind of historical point. So they talk a little bit about communism. They say, so yeah. "Why have you come here?" And he says, because I'm allowed to. Yeah. And this this reminded me, so I've been to, I've been all over, I've been to Estonia a couple of times. This is something just kind of vaguely related, but I just found it really surprising. Estonia is a teeny tiny country on the coast. Um, and we went on like a coastal tour last time we were there. And the woman who took us around said, oh, my parents are always coming to the coast because for their entire lives, they were not allowed. They hadn't seen the sea because the coast was fortified and they were worried that people were going to basically leg it off to Finland and escape to Finland over the Baltic. So they closed off. People were not allowed to go to the beach, not allowed to go to the coast. This is, this is the point in the episode where you said, I've got some great communism. But I just found it, I think you, we don't maybe realise now how big the restrictions were. Yeah. Well, I mean, Czech people would have never seen the sea because there's yeah, no because coast. Because there's no coast. Although I think you could travel, I mean, we, we also went to Slovenia and I think that was one of those, there were kind of places you were allowed to go within that right. kind of sphere of influence, weren't there, I think, depending on where you lived. Twist or toes. No, but I, th- I think they'd said a lot of people went to, um, uh, yeah, went to Yugoslavia on holiday. That was a place you were able to go. Mm. But um, but yeah, the idea that in in such a tiny country as Estonia, you were trapped, you were not allowed to go to the sea in your own country, oh, really gosh. shocked me. And this reminded me, because I think now we're far enough away from it now that we can look back and there's sort of an element of mystery and of uh, intrigue about yeah. the whole communist era. And there's a lot of films about it and all of that. And you forget 
Yeah, it's like nearly 30 years ago. Well, it's 30 years ago. 1989. I mean, in in Czechoslovakia, it's 1989. Obviously, in some other countries. When did then Czechoslovakia split? Was it 93 that it then split? Yeah, it was a while after. It was a while after, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so because of communism, yeah, he hadn't been able to travel, he hadn't been able to leave the country. Um, he also had been writing letters to Dottie which hadn't reached her because they they oh, also yes. weren't allowed oh, to leave the country I, there were so, tears yeah, yeah, it was a very sad so moment sad. but then as, basically almost as soon as he was able to I guess leave and save up the money and come to England he, he was there her. and yeah. how wonderful that she's still yeah. around still. but he did have another reason I mean he, he did but which we will discover in the next scene yeah, that is true Helen just, just as an aside have we found a language you don't speak Oh, I don't speak Czech. Yeah. <laughs> but what was very helpful is the Czech that they did use was, was like very helpful. Like hospitale. Homophone. Hospitale Anglia. Yeah. Uh, patrioti. <laughs> I was like, I oh, great. Because okay. there's bits of it that are similar to Russian. I probably shouldn't say that. If there's any Czech listeners, they'll be very cross. But isn't Dobroden is good day, which is the same as Russian, isn't it? That's about all I can say. I learned a few words when we went there. I definitely can't say anything. No. But if you've got the ling- linguistics on you, Lovejoy, actually, she goes for yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, he hasn't just come to see Dossie. He's... <laughs> I, I've written this in just one line, and I feel I'm not doing it justice, so somebody else needs to say what happens. He goes to a church. A derelict church, we should say. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's got, got rat in it. Yeah. <laughs> All I could think of was the mouse piss on the uh, catapodies uh, <laughs> uh, yes. on, on, the, on the icon. On the icon, when I saw that rat, Ooh. I was like, "Oh, you see, they knew what they were doing when they made that icon and put mouse wee in it." <laughs> anyway, carry on. So he's in a derelict church, uh, digging up some of the flooring, the tiles, like you do, uh, because underneath there are diamonds. There are diamonds. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, because but you you called it so obviously we'd seen the diamonds already in the flashback, and so when they were taking it up, I was like, oh yeah, he's obviously looking for the diamonds. And I was like, what diamonds? I'd already forgotten about what we'd seen like twenty minutes earlier. And that's because I've I've learned about the Chekhov's gun thing. Yeah, I was like, they concentrated a lot on those diamonds in that flashback. We can see them within five minutes. Yeah, she she was on it. So and then so this is but this is when so he he finds the diamonds. And then another Czech guy comes in. And that's what I love about love jokes. There's another, they always do this, like whenever they speak in another language, they never tell you what they're saying. Yeah, yeah I, there's no subtitles. I really like that though. So it's like, well, that's real life, isn't it? If someone's speaking another language, you, you don't know, know what they're saying. Um, so this other Czech guy comes in. This is where he goes, Patrioti, several oh, times. Yes. Mm. We're not, but I think with Jot, obviously, we imagine he's saying that you're not a not Patriot. Patriot. You're not a Patriot because you're um, And yeah, he. Well, at this point, I was like, he's killed him. So yeah, I thought he killed the him. The menacing, creepy man, who we think might be called Franz. Yeah, stabs, stabs him. Did stabs he stab poor him? old Marek. I thought it was stabbed. I thought he'd stabbed him. It looked like he stabbed him. They weren't explicit, but it looked like I was like cowering at this point. It, it, it was like a stab. It looked like he was stabbed. Multiple implements of, of, you know, potential death in this, because we've got guns later mm. on. We've got people getting whacked over There's the head. A lot which of carols, is, Being whacked over the head is like the preferred Lovejoy method of, <laughs> it's just, you know. So, um... Then why does Lovejoy go to Dottie? Oh, he goes to give us some cash. Yeah, so Lovejoy goes to Dottie. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. some commission from for her or something from. Something. And she's like, I don't know where Merrick is, he, and he's got my van. He's he back two hours ago. Will you go and find him? Yeah, find him for me, Lovejoy. She says. So of course, obviously, Lovejoy's just at everyone's beck and call all the time. <laughs> he's like, like, he is in this right. episode. So he... I was like, does, does Lovejoy not have like anything else? He not have to do his Christmas shopping. Like, <laughs> 
seriousness, who's he going to buy stuff for? I mean, Aww. Vicky, presumably, but he's... Uh, Jane. And Jane. And Eric. Eric and Tinker. Well, maybe. Dottie. More, more seashells. More seashells that he doesn't want, yeah. Um, yeah, but she, yeah, so he goes so he goes to find... Yeah, and there's a very humorous line, so Lovejoy goes back to the car and Eric's there and he says, oh, Dottie's lost her cheque, and Eric says... We thought, I thought we paid her cash. Oh. 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 <laughs> and then and then they have a discussion about like if you were in the armed forces, which actually is a discussion that I ha- often have, actually. I don't oh, know really? why. If you were in the armed forces, which one would you be in? And Eric says he would have been in the Air Force, like mm. Marek. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do such <laughs> I think... I, I, I kind of think I would definitely go for the... I wouldn't go for the army. I'd definitely be the Air Force or the Navy, like... I feel like I don't. Want I, to, I don't want to go at all. Do you know what? No, I, I, I get. Go. I get the feeling that I would not be suited to any of them. I'd be a spy. I'd be a good spy. Oh, I'd be. A, I'd be a terrible, I'd be a terrible spy. spy. I can't lie. Or actually, <laughs> maybe I'd be. A maybe I'd be a really good spy because I'd be so bad at it. They'd be like, she can't be. They were like, she can't possibly be a spy. <laughs> but I couldn't be in. I mean, I'm not very good at taking orders, and I get sick on planes and boats. Yes. So, so you'd have to be in the normal. I'd army. have to be in the normal, as opposed to the abnormal army. <laughs> Normal army. Uh, but yeah, so they go off to find. So they, they think he might have Marek might have gone in the direction of Thaxted, whatever. So they go off to find him. They go to the, they go to the church. I guess he must have told Dottie he was going to the church. I don't know. Well, they have vans there. Oh, that's yeah, they right. see the van, and then they figure yeah. out where of course it was. He's they got to go past the van. So he goes to the church. That's where they see the rat. Yeah, they edge past it, and they Eric, find Eric Marek. doesn't look thrilled by the rat. He doesn't, doesn't does he? <laughs> they find Marek, and he's alive. Phew. So I, was, I, I was convinced he was dead. I, I thought, thought he was, was dead, dead, even though I've seen it before. And then remembered <laughs> that he wasn't dead. Um, and while Lovejoy is, is sort of ch- checking him, I don't know. Yeah, checking he just him, like, checks his pulse a bit. Yeah. He glances to the side and there is one glittering diamond. And Which obviously so, Lovejoy spots. I mean, you know, Lovejoy would spot a diamond. With his spidey antique sense. <laughs> and the fact it's probably shiny. Yes, and he did have a flashlight, so it was probably yeah. glittering. So I think, um, yeah. So he obviously then is thinking, okay, diamond stab it. You know, it's like, is this connect connecting it up? But at this point, we don't really know what's going. In fact, to be honest, at the end, I still didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it was, it, it, yeah. Considering it only had one plot, I, <laughs> I like, didn't really have a clue. I was a bit confused about the diamond. Anyway, we'll, I'll it talk more about that later. It had one plot, but it was quite a complicated plot because there were lots of different sort of facets and lots of people mm. involved. Yeah. And every time you thought you knew where everybody was, some other bugger turned up. <laughs> yes. And you were like, and there oh, were all these like, old Czech men who kind of looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I was confused between them. There like at least four of them who were fairly interchangeable. Um, and then obviously, so yeah, so Marek's in intensive care. It's very sad. And Dottie's sad because like, her husband was in intensive care and it's bringing back those memories. And, you know, she's getting... And then she's, like, reminiscing about her and Marek and he's show, she's showing Lovejoy some old photos of him and three other mm. young men mm. in the war. And the, her engagement ring, which has also got a very nice-looking... Could these mm. things be connected? Mm. Well, he says, doesn't he? Yeah. On a sergeant's salary. Mm. Mm. It's, Detective it, Lovejoy. It's a shame because it, it's kind of dressing him up then to be maybe a bit dodgy, and actually Marek isn't really. When you, yeah, yeah. more gets revealed later on, he's not dodgy. No. And there's a Lovejoy goes back to the church, I guess, because obviously, because he's a detective, obviously he goes back to a crime scene, <laughs> look, looking for more evidence. And then who's there? PC Dennis. 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 Only briefly, and only from the back. Yeah, we saw you saw his face like, extremely Brief, quickly. very briefly. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, Dennis. And he, that was it. He was in it for like five seconds, and he was gone again. I was like, oh. 
But meanwhile, we do then meet uh, Marek's daughter, mm-hmm. who is set up as the potential love interest, but really isn't. Yeah. Marine, Marina. Marina. Marina, she comes over from... Marina. This bit was really sad, though, when, again, that thing about being under that particular communist regime, because I don't want to just knock communism per yeah. se, I want to knock oh. how it was done in, the, well, yeah, in yeah. that place and time. And she says that his life was a disappointment. She said he was a lawyer, then says, but he spent a lot of time in prison, I think because he was kind of, I guess, on the wrong side yeah. of the uh, authorities. And then said, oh, and then he was a librarian and life was a disappointment. I thought, oh, I find that so sad. sad. Yeah. Because he wanted to be true to himself and say yeah. what he thought, but that just ended up... you can't do that. She's a, And she's a painter. And I thought, interestingly, like, she had excellent English. Um, and I... <laughs> Because I know that at that time, you know, often they, people didn't because they didn't have much exposure to the outside world. So I'm imagining that her dad taught her English. Because yeah. obviously he would learn to, you know, in the war or from being oh, in the that's, airport. That's so and nice. I was like, oh, how lovely. He's given her that, you know. So she's like, oh, I'm a poor painter. But it's like, well, you have something. You have lots of things, including that. Um, yeah. And then we and then we also learned before that, actually, so Tink, I think, has given the diamond that he found to, sorry, Lovejoy has given it to Tink. Obviously, to one of his mates who who knows all about who knows diamonds, all about diamonds because, yeah, of course. because of course they know someone, and they identify that it's quite an old, it's like seventeenth century diamond. Oh, and also that the diamond from the ring and the diamond from the church are the same. Yeah. So like just confirming mm. that, and then you know, sort of a bit mysterious. And then I don't know who says this. I just wrote it down, but I don't know who said it. Like, have you shared this with the local constabulary? Yeah. I, think, yes. I think Tink says it to Lovejoy. Like, yeah. of course, we're like, no. Of course he has. Well, Lovejoy, have you not been watching the last thirty yeah. episodes? He says, "Oh, I want to see what Marek says before I do that." And I'm like, "He's in intensive care. He could die in the hospital, which has the most nineties Christmas decorations." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Do literally all the decorations that we had in my house. We still have those. I was at my parents' a couple of weekends ago, and they said, "Oh, we ought to go through the Christmas stuff." because we're thinking of throwing some of it away and I found amongst other things a fairy on top of the Christmas tree but that has no legs it's, the legs have fallen off and then Aww. they've got all of this tinsel with hardly any tinsel left on it so it's just like the, the shell of this tinsel <laughs> and it was all of that that very <laughs> 80s garish yeah just like just with, definitely with really odd shapes looks like a fire hazard yes, yes it's probably a massive fire hazard and they have the reams of this stuff in an old George Henry Lee box that used to come out every Christmas with these ageing decorations oh but doesn't it make you feel nostalgic it yeah, did like seeing the decorations did make me feel nostalgic like, that's what our house looked like in every place you went you know until in, about 1995 and then people were like <laughs> starting to get classy things yeah. or, or people don't really put up they say, like don't go to town as much like people have a no. tree and they yeah. hang a few things up but they don't go really mad with no those we don't and we, we've got like a few things that we bought at Christmas markets yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like tasteful, tasteful, things. tasteful things. things yeah well, I like the tacky ones so it is nostalgic. My mum still has a few of them, actually. The is this the point where Jane gives Lovejoy a, a, a big box that's like a present and he opens it and it's the... Yeah. So she, Jane's about to go off on a skiing <laughs> holiday. But actually, so, like, obviously Marina's turned up. Oh, yeah, and obviously Marina needs someone to say she's got no money. Oh, and Jane so they off, is so jealous so they, of her. So they Jane off, is yeah. often jealous. I, Jane's yes. been jealous constantly. She was super jealous. So they offer her to stay at Jane's house, obviously Jane going away. But, yeah, Jane is very jealous of Marina. She's like, she's got dirty fingernails. She's a painter. Do you know what, Jane... It's probably some burnt umber. (laughs) Jane is a snob when she's jealous. She's said things before that implies that people are a bit down market. Mm. I can't think of the example. I'm sure some of the uh, listeners on Twitter will tell us. But she's made comments before when she's clearly jealous. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, so she's off skiing and she yeah gives Lovejoy his Santa outfit so that he could be Santa on Christmas Day at the hospital. Yeah, and she's like, and here are all the presents that you've got to wrap. Bye, yeah. I'm going on holiday. Yes, goodbye. And it's literally like um, like hundreds of presents. I mean, I don't know how we, about you guys, but I literally wrapping presents I is one of it. my most hated hate tasks. And I'm terrible at and it. And I really say, and I'm also really bad at it. Like I just. It, you know, so what, if I that was me, I'd be like, you've literally given me the worst task. You know, I'd rather scrub like shits out. Of, I, know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. Like, I just, I, it's just touch and go. Um, to be honest, somebody I follow on Instagram went to a, a present wrapping sort of class. I, I need class. to, I need to go I to do. one. I need class on wrapping irregularly shaped items. <laughs> but just put them in a bag. I can't even uh, wrap like a square box of things. I, I, know, I can't. Get it wrong. I have no spatial awareness because I'm <laughs> dyspraxic. So I'll cut. I'll, I'll, I'll measure it and I'll cut At out least the paper. You've got an excuse. Like, I'm just. <laughs> and then I'll it. either get loads of paper and go. What am I going to do with all these different, all this extra paper? Or it won't quite join up, oh, and I have to so cut it out again. I'm useless at that. But um, I like. I'm really bad at even sending Christmas cards on all flood. I remember one Christmas trying to sort something out. I sat on the floor, I had all the wrapping around me, and I said something about it to my husband, and he was like, oh, I can't do that because he was going to the pub or something. I was like, I'll just do Christmas by myself then. And I just really felt Lovejoy's pain as yeah. Jim was like walking out of Belgium Wall. Uh, are, you guys, are you guys fans of Christmas? Yes. I'm going to be the killjoy. I hate Christmas. I, I love Halloween. Oh, I hate Halloween. It's it's oh. I love Halloween. No time for Halloween at all. I, I really like it. It's my like New Year's Halloween. I think because I work in education, so mm-hmm. September is too busy. Yes, that is and true. And then um, the, by the time it gets to the end of October, things have started going into that little fallow, quieter phase. I do. I don't mind Christmas, but what I don't like is having to split my time around lots of different people and think, oh, how do I do this? Who who am I going to offend? Christmas <laughs> just at home is nice. I don't have to go anywhere. Well, which what we're doing this year, we're actually going away, just me and my husband. Good idea. Because we we just, I mean, not that we don't love people, but I particularly have far too many people in my life. Yeah, and it's because just... I've got two sets of two families, and mm. it's very complicated. So we've just gone sod this, going to go away. That's a lovely idea. It'll be in New Orleans. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be that'll be so good. cool. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's oh, so I've never been away for Christmas. Anyway, sorry, that was a massive yeah. not, not even a bird. Well, a massive tangent. This is a Christmas special. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's because it's October. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, so, and then, oh, we go back to the hospital, and yay, Marek's awake, and he's talking to Marina. Yay. So we're, that's This good. is quite sinister. This is because I've just written, who's Axel, and why does he need warning? Yeah. because yeah, So, basically, Marek wakes up and says to Marina, you must go back to, to Czechoslovakia and warn Axel about the man who attacked me. And we as like an old friend of so we, we gather maybe an old friend from the war, you know, involved in this whole thing. So yeah, so that's all very that's all very all very sinister. Um, omnius. And then we and then we go then we go back, back to back to Jane's where oh, Tinker's gosh. nicked some wine from Jane's cellar. Oh this is great. Oh it's brilliant. So he's like, well basically he says like, you know, I didn't I went for like a middling boss. I didn't go crazy, but also like I didn't, you know, I was like, we've got some good wine that Tink and Lovejoy are like really enjoying this wine. I think, to be honest, that's going to be one of the perks. If you've been given a load of jobs to do and you get to basically house sit over yeah. Christmas, which is ostensibly what they're doing big this, house. this time, I guess. Beautiful big house. Yeah, raid the wine cellar. Yeah. Why not? And then Eric comes along very excited because he's been to Cambridge and learned about the Prague Sun, which we also learned about what Paul Googled. 
It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. And it has got, I'm going to go look it up and tell you how many diamonds are in it. It's a a monstrance. It is a monstrance. Because I thought he was saying monstrous. So did Eric. It's got... (laughs) Yeah, I think he was. All right. 6,222 diamonds it's got in it. Wow. And it weighs 12 kilograms. Wow. So basically you something you put the host in at the communion yeah. and it's like to show the host like you know glorify it I guess it's all spangly it's very spangly it's and like it's, a disco holder for your waist it's what Jesus would have wanted <laughs> yeah he would have loved <laughs> it Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was well Jesus into the bling Jesus was all about the diamonds he was he loved his bling he's always going on about it isn't he he's, he's always like oh <laughs> listen, listen the apocryphal gospel <laughs> In years to come, you yeah. I was going to say the gospel according to Elton John. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 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 years to come, I decree that you will have like a little ice cream wafer, and thou shalt put it in some diamonds. Yeah, yeah. and it will represent my body because oh. <laughs> I love a bit of bling. Because I love Mon- a bit of bling. Monstrance. I Monstrance. What the of that is. Well, it's like to like demonstrate oh, to show to show mostrare that wasn't actually that difficult to yeah, so it's out, like was showing. It? <laughs> no but it, it means everybody who's got linguistics on their thing and now going bing bing ding yeah which is fun because once I worked out what they was, I was like oh, of course monstrous that makes sense um, but and it was also it was quite a nice story so it was made from the so basically there was a princess or someone who yeah, had a princess, wed- was it princess Alexandra or something they'd said boy she was called and I've already forgotten her name I, I don't I, yeah and she had a wedding dress made of these diamonds in 1695 she got married the wedding dress was made of all these diamonds and then obviously after she was married they took the diamonds from the dress and made this monstrance with it and it's on display in Prague at the Loretto Museum and that bit's actually real and some diamonds are missing so we've decided we're going to go to Prague we are ourselves to, we are all going to go to Prague and to see if there are missing diamonds that'd be great imagine if we went to Prague and found some okay that's yeah. what happen um, Lovejoy and Eric decide the same they're like yes we need to go to Prague but Tink is like no three mile limits Prague's not on our patch yeah, I've just written in, I've written in capital letters you don't have a patch <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's like an antique dealer like, patch it's not it? a jurisdiction it's because they think they're coppers so yes, that, it's in our jurisdiction. Because certainly know? the antique uh, dealer's jurisdiction goes well beyond um, like three miles because they're always going off to like Norfolk and. Yeah, Port Bella Road e- or yeah. London, all of that sort of stuff. So yeah. yeah, as if from anyway. nowhere, like, so Tink's saying, oh, don't go. And then sort of like Eric's suddenly got this Czechoslovakia visitor's guide in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're going. He's like very assertive. He's like, I'm coming with you. I'm the one that finds out about the Prague Sun. I'm and coming he's right. to Prague. Good for him, yeah. I think, being assertive. So, yeah, so Eric and Lovejoy go off to Prague, which is in central, not eastern Europe. Yes, that's very this, important. What I liked about this episode as well, it's quite fast paced because suddenly you are in Prague yes. and he's on this incredibly believable walking tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got to tell you, this, this was Estonia as well. We went on this brilliant, I might have mentioned this before, this brilliant tour in, uh, in Estonia to one of the national parks. And we had this woman who clearly thought she picked up like uh, English idioms, but she was misusing them. Oh my god! Tell me all about oh, it. So yeah, she, yeah, so she kept saying things like, oh, "So how about no?" And she was trying to be sarcastic, <laughs> but she would say it in the most awful context. She, she would be like, "Yeah." So she she would say things like, "You know, the Russians they come, they send everyone to Gulag, uh, they all uh, die horrible deaths." So uh, yeah, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> And she just kept, like she just kept <laughs> saying, you know, and you know, when the Germans here, all of the Jews are murdered. So, uh, yeah, how about no? <laughs> it was just so, and she was brilliant. She was, but she reminded me a bit of this tour guide. Oh, this she was so like, kind of sharp. Is- 
serious. <laughs> it's like, here is the portrait of Princess, we can't remember the name of her, in her wedding dress. It has many diamonds. Yes. Okay, come on, we it's... must go now. <laughs> very matter of fact and very to the point. And like Eric's trying to take his photos and she's like, no photos. No photos. No photos. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. But uh, yeah, it, it, I think Lovejoy, again, it's that thing about actually being fairly well educated. Mm. Lovejoy says this is Prague, it's is Central Europe, it's not Eastern Europe, it's Central Europe. That is right, it is. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Lovejoy. So they're actually educating us all. Indeed. Yeah. As part of the tour, they actually see the Prague Sun, and we find out it was hidden during the war from the Nazis by some monks. And it's all very pretty. It's very, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, you should, you can, well, we'll, we'll tweet a picture, but you can also just yeah. Google a picture of it. It's, it's a, it's beautiful gold and diamonds and, as you can imagine, a sunburst kind of shape. It's stunning. It's very over the top. It's very over the top. And they see a cool clock. I mean, it's can't a, it's tell a, a cool, it's a very, very famous clock. Is it? Like the most famous <laughs> yeah, thing that, in Prague. Oh, yeah. I am basically the Eric of this podcast. With, with the little men who, the little men who the come apostle, out. The yeah. Who, who are those? Like, they're the apostles, Eric. And they, they come out and, oh, I thought this was the best comment because he explains the clock and the apostles come out on the hour and you, people stand in the square and watch this daft clock come, these people mm. come out. And uh, Eric goes, right, so so what time is it then? And you can't tell. <laughs> you can't, it's it's really can't tell what clock. time it is. That's the end of part one. Join us next week for part two. And in the meantime, you can come and join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash lovejoy actually. And if you feel like adding a couple of pennies to the Christmas coffers for our Lovejoy Christmas shindig, you can give us a one-off donation at coffee. That's ko-fi.com forward slash lovejoy actually and buy us lovely mulled wine. Thanks for all your support. See you next week. Love joy. Yeah.